Hello, my name is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio. Um, the theme of the week, foundation, right? Yes. And this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the most important word in parenting, or at least the most important word in parenting. I don't know what that week. is. I'll tell you in a minute. Oh, okay. Um, we're going to talk about a YouTube clip about a documentary that's coming out. Well, instead of talking about the YouTube clip, why don't we talk about the documentary? We're going to talk about a doc, but we're going to post the YouTube clip. Oh, okay. Right? That sounds good. All right. Uh, called Girls Rising? Girl, Girl Rising. Girl Rising, yes. Um, and then we saw Monsters University last week. Yes. Mike Wikowski. Mike Wazowski. Wazowski. Yes. And Sully and Randall. Randall. You can't have anything. <laughs> Um, and then, but no, the foundation is, or the word of the week is foundation. Yeah. So the word of the week is foundation. And Todd and I are part of this, um, awesome team in Elmhurst called the Elmhurst wellness team. Yeah. And we are, um, founding people in that team. And basically the, the gist of the Elmhurst wellness team is to, um, be well and live well to, uh, discuss and support and promote wellness within our community, um, which is Elmhurst, Illinois, outside of Chicago. And uh, one of our partners, uh, The Daily Method, and I'm a big client of The Daily Method as well, as do, are you. Do you do it daily? I, you know, close to daily. It's getting to be that way. Um, it's very, to me, it's a... Um, I call it the weekly method. <laughs> because you go I do once, it about once a week. Well, and it's good that you go because there's more women there than men, but men could uh, get not, just as much out of it. Well, I'm not complaining. I know. It's okay. It's okay with you that there's all girls? Yes. Um, but... Uh, uh, one of the reasons that I love Daily Method is it has a lot of similarities to yoga. A lot of the alignment principles in Daily Method are very similar to yoga and a lot of the stretching and just the way I feel. And this week, they or actually this month, this month of July, they are talking all about foundation. And, um, you know, from their perspective, foundation is more about um, body foundation, um, meaning the people who are teaching the daily method. You know, it's about grounding your feet and like, you know, using all four corners of your feet and making sure you ground down so you can actually stretch your body and rise up and get longer and leaner and stronger. Root to rise. Root to rise, which is a, root to rise is a yoga term. And they, but they're also trying to broaden it as are we on this show to mean more than just body foundation. It's like, creating a foundation for yourself in your life where you feel comfortable, you know, and solid in what you're doing and you feel like you are, um, uh, you have a, a sturdy place to stand and you have people who are supporting you and you feel supported inside by what you're doing, like your work, your, the work you're doing fulfills you and the, um, the choices you're making during the day makes you first feel sturdy rather than stressed out and all over the place. So foundation is a mind, body, spirit principle. You know, obviously the the body is a little more easy to understand, you know, rooting down and, and being grounded. Um, but the, the mind and spirit are just as important. And we wanted to talk about some of those things on today's show, too. That's right. So that's going to be the kind of the undercurrent of the show. Foundation. All right. So um, I first want to talk about this uh, blog that I read. And I still don't know who wrote it. I found it on Yahoo Parents. And it says by parentables. I don't know who parentables are. <laughs> but this is a, something from Tuesday, June 25th. And it talks about the most important word in parenting, according to this author. Okay. Want to know what it is? What? Wait. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to read a little bit out of it because I so think... So is it, that the most important word for a parent to say or the most important word for the parent to understand? 
uh, to understand. Okay, so okay. it's not a word that they say. So I'm basically just reading a few sentences out of this blog. Magda Gerber, I got no idea who this lady is, but she's a renowned child therapist. Well, I, you don't, know. I don't know many child therapists. Most therapists are renowned. She considered waiting to be a fundamental part of her child care philosophy. Parents don't wait for their babies and children often enough, since we're always in a mad rush for them to achieve, perform, and do us proud. Amen. Uh, it goes on to say, by waiting for children to accomplish things in their own time, we acknowledge that each child has their own unique development, developmental timetable. Janet Lansbury, whoever that lady is, that's a different lady, explains the different ways, a lot of ladies. There's a lot of ladies. Explains the different ways in which parents should wait for their children. Okay, before you keep reading off of a piece of paper, um, that so what she's trying to say is that every child has their own um, timetable in how they grow. And I like that she used the, uses the word unique because... We one thing that we have discussed on the show, but I'm also ch- often challenged by, are books that tell you this is supposed to happen at this time, or at three o'clock a child's supposed to do this, or at seven they're supposed to eat, or at you know twelve months they're supposed to walk. Not be I, I like the idea of having a a guidance system. Mm-hmm. So you if you especially if you're a new parent, you have some idea of what's to come. But unfortunately, our society gets very focused on if it's in that book and my child's not doing it, there's something wrong with my child. They're supposed to be crawling by, whatever, nine months and they're not crawling yet. Or if they don't even have the book on the shelf, they look around in their neighborhood or they look around in their playgroup or the music class and if their child isn't doing what what other children are doing, then they get uncomfortable. And I think that that's more than weight. I think that's competition. Mm -hmm. Don't you think we're bred for... And when I say we're bred, I don't mean it's in our DNA, but don't you think we're raised and, and, you know, through high school and college and work life, we... We live and breathe competition. Well, we want our kids to be the best or or close to it. And God forbid our kid is not even the best, but one of the the slowest to learn something, whether it's to read or to walk or to write or whatever, then I think many of us parents struggle mightily with that idea. Well, and let's you know break that down. Why that's so interesting is that it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. So we're competing and we are saying, oh my gosh, my child is the last to walk. And it's got nothing to do with anything. Right. Meaning we're competing with something that we, A, don't control, and B, doesn't mean anything. And then sometimes when you decide, oh my gosh, my kid is not going as fast as he should, then you interfere. You force them. You force them, whether it's you force them into a tutor, or you force them to a speech therapist, or Mm -hmm. you force them into this or that. And although those intentions are from love, you can actually be... Um, making it worse. You know, you're creating an attention on something that if you would have just maybe waited a little bit longer to let this kid develop on their own naturally, naturally, um, it wouldn't be because as soon as, you know, depending on how old the child is, let's say it's like a seven-year-old and whatever it is that we're talking about, um, as soon as you see it as a problem, then the kid is going to see it as a problem. Right. It's viewed as that they're not good enough. Exactly. So I, I, I think if I were to give our listeners any advice, it would be to chill out, relax, and let things happen naturally. And then there's there's obviously a point when you know 
something might need you might need to interject well and here's the balance and the common sense piece is that of course um because our society has become more understanding knowledgeable um you know tuned in to special needs mm-hmm. um we there are red flags okay so there are things where um you know you, you may want to get some advice or or you know ask your pediatrician or whatever it may be if this is typical behavior but I also think that we have to use some common sense and understanding that we can't go too extreme with mm-hmm. that. That usually the red flags are pretty red. Right. You know, yeah. it's not like my child is 14 months and they haven't walked, so therefore they have an issue. It's not that cut and dry. And that usually there's more than one red flag going on that'll right. indicate some kind of issue. Right. And so I think that um, the, the, you know, like you just said a few minutes ago, parents do this out of love. And I agree with you to a point. Meaning that they want... Some of them do it out of love. Some of them do it out of, hey, my kid needs to be the best. And they're completely unaware. Again, a big part of the show is awareness of what they're even doing. They're so in the mindset of competition and, like you said, being the best. And we've done shows here about, you know, it's okay if your kid's average. And what does that mean anyway? Because Mm -hmm. if they're average in one place, they excel in another place. Mm -hmm. Like our children have different talents. And that so it some and sometimes they're completely unconscious. I, sometimes I struggle with that word. Unconscious. Un, it's not unconscious though. It's unconscious. Oh, unconscious. Unconscious. There you <laughs> Thank go. you. That's what I'm. A here word for. I use like every day. Unconscious. They are not even conscious of what they're doing. Right. So I have watched parents like a child that was 15 months and she wasn't walking yet, and I watched her mom yank her by her arm and say, "Just walk. Just walk." And like kind of force her under her toes. And this girl could not walk. Right. She was 15 months. And so it's hard for me to look at that and say, you're doing that out of love. Right. That's not love. That is, I'm uncomfortable with the fact that you're not walking yet. Right. And so I am going to force you so you, so I don't have to sit in this discomfort. I feel like it is a about, I think to your point, when parents push it's not uh sometimes it's not even competition i feel like it they don't want the parent doesn't want to be viewed as anything other than perfect right my perfect kid so i I think we need to get comfortable with our own discomfort right because we all have it we all want our kids to excel and when our kids don't excel it makes us um a little weird if our kids don't excel in ways that are obvious to other people right like it's so easy to say my mm-hmm. kid got this test score or look at they got this medal in gymnastics let me give a, a real world example one of our daughters tried out for a traveling soccer team uh-huh. and one of our daughters made the first cut but didn't make the second uh-huh. cut i was you know i was disappointed this was our first experience of um, true rejection. I know, kind I know of like a competition. Yeah, it's a thing. strong word because our kids are still pretty young, so they don't really try out for much stuff. It's mm-hmm. one of those things where everybody gets a trophy and all that. Well, this is her first experience with not making something. And as a parent, I'm like, God, that totally stinks. Now, I could go one of two ways. I could say, all right, you missed. You you didn't make it, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to come up with a plan to make you, make sure that you make it next year. You're going to do summer camps for the rest of the year. I'm going to get you a private coach. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And there's a competitive part, part of me that wants to do that. Because you know what? I think you had a little of that. I did. Afterwards. Because you said, if you want to do this, you know, we've got to sign you up for a camp. You did that. I did, but I, I think it was in balance. And I didn't force her to do this camp. I said, hey, your friend is doing this camp. We want to do it. And she said, yes. I I, I think it was very in balance. I don't feel like I was coming out. But I wanted her to 
because she was disappointed too. And I wanted her to use that feeling to propel her propel mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. to do something. I'm, I'm like, the kids who make those teams are the kids who do those camps. And, and I will agree with you to a point, but to go off of this natural thing, I was there for tryouts and she was by far, and again, this isn't like a, this may sound, it's like you and I having a conversation, not doing a show, but by far the smallest kid. Mm-hmm. By far, I mean, it's, these kids look like they were two heads taller than her. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean, oh, she's at a disadvantage and she should have made it. It just means next year she could be a lot bigger mm-hmm. and a lot more useful right. and able on that team. Right. And it has nothing to do with how many camps she does. Right. It's got to do with what we're talking about, natural growth. Right. And that it was good for her to try out and it's good for her to not make it. Very because. Good. That's a good. That's an experience in life. You need to learn how to go through. And she's going to succeed and fail right. a lot. And, and I want her was... to get very comfortable with that. Right. Um, but no. But so you're right. There's there... a balance. There's propel her to want to achieve mm-hmm. what she wants mm-hmm. to achieve, not right. what we want her to achieve. Right. But what she wants. That's an important distinction. But also see that there are some things that will and will come naturally eventually it's kind of like the walking at 12 months walking at 15 you try out for something and you know as i'm watching even though she was doing the best she could mm-hmm. she could barely get in there mm-hmm. i mean the you know she was like <laughs> it was you know it was it was definitely different ages mm-hmm. in there you know right. either older or she's just she's not that tall right she comes from you and i right um and so but i will say you know this is a real conversation between you and i if she would have done uh, soccer camps last summer, I will bet you she would have made that team. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, obviously there's an advantage to bigger kids, but that's not. It's not like it's basketball you're where right. you're rebounding. You're you're a smaller kid, but that that sometimes works to your advantage in soccer. I was just gonna say, I don't want to make that as an excuse. Like they're bigger, and the you know yeah, that's the thing. Sounds kind of very mom like. Well, here it's not. It's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a. Well, the reason you didn't make it was this. I never said that to her. Right. I'm just watching yeah, you're as just... a spectator. And the most obvious issue, they said on the sidelines, they didn't know I was her mom. And they said, who's that little one over right. there? Like she is so obviously mm-hmm. smaller. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make her less than or not good enough. Or you're right. If she would have done soccer camps every summer, maybe she would be making this team. But mm-hmm. my point is, is maybe it's not time to make this team. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm trying to say? The natural um, ability part. Well, I think it, it was not time to make this team for no other reason that she didn't make this team. Exactly. But you and I are kind of doing the push-pull of your... Um, the, the whole point of what we're saying is waiting. Right. And I am very content. I wasn't upset that she didn't make it. Didn't even... Get, you know, besides the fact that you, I want her to feel comfortable. Right. I you, didn't need that. Right. You didn't need it. But you were disappointed, weren't you? I, the only to thing that... To see your kid fail is by definition... Well, but... Oh, God. This could be like a whole nother conversation. I didn't feel like there was any failure at all. She failed to make the team. That okay. is a failure. Okay. I didn't say, hey, JC, you failed. Right. I, that, I said that in my head. And it, okay. that doesn't mean, that happens all the time. When you're growing up, you make and you miss and you succeed and you fail. And, and I agree with you. I have obviously, and, and when but, you... But, and I think I'm challenging you saying you didn't have that that this is what i wanted for her right i thought that if she made this team she could get real coaching yeah because she's Versus been going me, through <laughs> who has no idea well, what he's and it's doing. not even about you it's ayso is very um uh you it's know it's, it's volunteer yeah so she's been going through this program and she's she's likes it she's good at it and or she enjoys it let right. me say that i don't know what's see that's the things i don't know what good means you know like i know I don't know what they're looking for. Do mm-hmm. they want... She's really fast. Is that important? Is it that she can kick a million goals? Because mm-hmm. that's not really her thing. Right. Is it defense? You know, what does good mean to them? Um, so I thought this would be a really great opportunity 
to get some really good, good coaching. coaching because they were very good but coaches. I, I got to be honest with you. That, so that I was bummed out. And, and what I was saying before was I was bummed out for her because obviously I had to help her feel those feelings and work through that. Right. Like it wasn't like a fun day right. telling her. Right. So totally I was disappointed. But not disappointed like she didn't make the team. It was a travel team. That yeah. would have changed our life. I would have been all on board for that. Well, and if it would have, I would have been on board because that's what she wanted. Right. But there is also a... Oh, yeah. There's a sense of... Freedom. <laughs> freedom that came with her not making the Because she can still play soccer. Right. You know. But, you know, I, and I think I'm... I, I think this goes without saying I'm probably a little more competitive mm-hmm. than you are. So I wanted her to make the travel team. I wanted her to get coached well because I have been her coach and I got no clue what I'm doing. I got YouTube clips. I got Soccer for Dummies books. I'm clueless. Right. I'm trying to teach something that I've never played before. And, you know, I kind of come from the mindset rather than you need to do all the camps, you need to, um, you know, be on this team or you need to do practice five days a week or seven days a week. I understand that mentality because I'm not saying it doesn't work, but I'd much rather when my kids are especially 10 and under, them do a lot of different things have a lot right. of different experiences. This would have taken over. She would have, it had would to have drop, taken over her life. She would have had to probably drop orchestra yes. and do some other things. And that is a bummer to me yeah. because I want her to have a lot of different things in her life. When she's 12 or 13 or 14 or 15, I don't care when the age is, and she's like, I'm committing to this thing right. and this is what I'm going to do. Great. Right. But she will have then done, she will have tried a lot of things. Right. If my eight, nine or 10 year old invests just in one thing, then if that doesn't go their way... You're not diversifying your portfolio. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, it, it does sound worky, right. doesn't it? Um, I want to read a few more bullet points, but first I want to talk about my first partner, Helping Hands Maid Services. They do um, maid services in offices and homes all over the western suburbs of Chicago. Their number is 630-530-1324. They are doing that special of uh, carpet cleaning and they do this free 12-month spot and spill warranty with all your carpets, which means you, you have them come in, they clean your carpet. Six months later, your kid drops a hot foot Sunday. They'll come back and clean it up. And for, they're coming for a, free. a week from today, and I'm very excited. 630-530-1324. So let's real quickly. Okay. I, we already talked about the first bullet point. Second bullet point, parents. Wait before interrupting. Allow your child to become an independent self-learner. Mm-hmm. Next one, wait for problem-solving. Children are capable of doing many things on their own. Uh, wait for discovery. When, a t- when you teach a child something, you take away forever his chance of discovering it for himself. That's Piaget. And lastly, wait for feelings to be expressed. Allow the child to process them before we react our own react to our own emotions. That's a perfect one to I mean we could talk we could do a whole show on that right. one because one thing that I think we really do a disservice. And we talked about this as one of our divorce tips a few weeks ago about telling our children how to feel rather than letting them feel. A lot of times something will happen and children are looking at us and they will pick up on our emotional response rather than having their own natural emotional response. And there's some things that can't be helped. Like if you're going to cry about something and you feel like you need to cry, that's the way it is. Or right. if something makes you laugh, right. I'm not saying you have to stifle yourself. I'm talking about something like that's disappointing, like mm-hmm. not making a team or, um, you know, oh, we can't go to this movie or we, um, you know whatever it is that's going on in their life where they're getting some kind of news, mm-hmm. instead of telling them why they should be happy or sad or whatever, see what their natural reaction to right. it is. And then then talk through it. Right. Rather than, oh, that shouldn't make you sad. Don't be sad. That's no big deal. That doesn't matter. 
or vice versa. I can't believe you're not sad. I can't believe you're not upset. Like there's, we, we, um, try and tell our kids how to feel. Right. And then what they end up doing is looking to us or other people or their peers to figure out how they should feel about situations. When actually it's if they allow the feelings just to come naturally, they will be much healthier versus looking outside of themselves to decide what to feel about a certain and thing. this kind of goes to foundation again because really what we're talking about is allowing them to build some trust of inside themselves. Like what you that what they feel is okay mm-hmm. that what their their instincts because feelings are you know come a feeling comes from an instinctual pang that you have like mm-hmm. something that comes up very naturally is a right. feeling and we learn over time to push down those feelings or question our feelings and really what we're doing is we're questioning our gut and our internal knowing right. we're questioning our wise self right. and so if we can allow them to have a natural emotional response and trust that response mm-hmm. then that's building a foundation of not only self-awareness but um, you know again trusting the wiseness of you right. instead of you better look to adults to see how to feel right. because whatever you're feeling isn't right so out of all these bullet points i think that last one obviously is more in our wheelhouse yes that wait for feelings to be expressed i mean wait for discovery wait for problem solving wait before interrupting that's more of a minute to minute thing mm-hmm. like i interrupt all the time and and just like the idea of not letting these kids uh, be self-sufficient like some of the times like, oh, get me a bowl of cereal. And it's just so much quicker and easier for yeah. me to get it for them rather than them pulling the chair from one room into the other. And, you know, I can do it in four seconds and they can do it in 60 seconds. So sometimes I do it in the four um, when I should just let them do it themselves. And that's kind of a mood thing or what's happening next in the to day, them. Right. Because if we're in a hurry or if we really do need to get somewhere, especially on a school day, I'm much more apt to say I'll get it. Um, whereas if there's really nothing going on, there's no reason for me to get that for you. Right. And and we are not, it, those kind of things, we aren't empowering our kids right. then. Again, sometimes you just got to do it. Yeah. But a lot of the time we're just doing it not because there's anything to do, but we're impatient. Right. Well, we just think because usually we're in a rush, that we're in a rush in that all moment. The time. And then you realize, wait a second, it's Saturday. Right. I'm not in a rush at right. all. But unless we have a little bit of mindfulness, then it's not going to happen. And a lot of times I end up splitting the difference where I will get the bowl and then, you know, or maybe get the milk and they'll be like, can you get me a spoon? I'm like, you can get your own spoon. Like we can, we can have kind of a back and forth of you can reach that. Yeah, balance, you know, like I'll do some things, you do some things. Because I think in life that's true too, right? Right. You know, I'll pick this up, you do that. Um, And, you know, again, we really like to talk about common sense because you have to, you don't just say, well, I'm going to teach my kids empowerment, so I'm going to make them do everything on their own. Nothing hard and fast. Nothing hard and fast. Be like water. Fluid. Fluid. Fluidity. Um, All right. Before we get into our next topic, which is going to be this girl rising thing. It'll just take a minute. Um, Tree of Life Chiropractic. Carrie, you have a crink in your neck. I woke up with one. Is crink a word? I don't know. It just, it's, it's not even a crink much anymore. It so what are you going to do about off. that crink? Well, I'm going tomorrow okay. to see Dr. Kelly. Dr. Kelly, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. Their phone number is 630-941-8733. Um, their website is chirotree.com. And talk about building foundation, you know, right. kind of our word. It you all know. starts with your backbone. It's your, it? Well, and that is your foundation. You're, you know, setting up um, the way you stand, the way you, uh, the structure of your body. Oh, yeah. Because that's, your spine is connected to every other 
part of your body. That's something people don't understand. They think that chiropractic is all just about if you have a back problem. Right. It's about anything right. because everything in your spine is connected to everything else. Right. And so it's a system. It's it is a system, a living system. So lately, I've been realizing how much I slouch in my chair, mm-hmm. and I got one of those um, chairs that all chairs. Yeah, it's a it's a yoga ball. I don't know. It's an mm-hmm. exercise ball, and it sits right in the middle of a big hole in the bottom of the mm-hmm. chair, and I can't do anything other than have correct posture. Have natural posture. So I got a feeling you're going to want to get one. Probably, even though you had to move your desk down to be able to sit with that chair. You can do that too. Yeah, I guess I can do that too. Okay. All right. So Tree of Life. Um, Next, what is this girl rising deal? So anyway, uh, my friend Carrie, who's also a big listener to the show. She's a super fan, number 99. Todd calls her super fan. Um, She uh, posted on her page last week that it, um, Old Orchard, which is in Skokie in Illinois, so you have to be in Chicagoland to do this. Um, They are doing a showing of a documentary called Girl Rising. And I had not heard of it before. I Carrie's the one who, you know, seeing her post made me look at the YouTube clip and watch the trailer. But basically, it's about a lot of different girls in a lot of different countries and how they are not given access to education and what they are doing or what certain girls are, certain brave girls are doing to change this system. And I read about it and kind of read some reviews, and it's definitely for, obviously it's fine, you know, great for adults, but it's um, good for girls who are about 11 or, and up or 12 and up, um, depending on how much your girls know about this kind of, these kind of situations in the first place. Well, I think it's important to say that it's a PG-13 movie, too. Yeah, well, and I'm not surprised mm-hmm. because... Um, so it, you're breaking the law by... Um, well, you're going to get arrested for we've got taking a, our 11-year-old. No, well, it's, a, it's, you know, this is the way I look at it. You're not laughing at my joke. I'm kind of talking over you because I'm trying to keep my thought. Because if I listen to you, then I'll lose what I'm thinking. Yeah, don't listen to me, sweetie. I, I think I just lost what I was thinking. What were you saying? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, what was I going to say? Oh, this is my thought, is that she is 11, but these are things that we've talked with her about. We've talked about, you know, she obviously knows about Malala, and she knows about who was a girl who was shot for... Shot in the head um, for standing up for herself. Right. And uh, she, you know, we've watched some PBS things. We've read some things. Like, there's some things that have been already discussed in our home. It doesn't mean that some of the information may not be shocking. It's You can't prepare children for everything. Because I think they're going to be talking about sex trading and stuff like that. Right. But what I read is they don't show anything. Okay. So it's not, you know, like I said, most of the reviews said 11 and 12, and mm-hmm. she's right there on the edge. So um, so my point is, is if you have an older daughter, mm-hmm. this isn't for your five, six, seven, eight, nine-year-old, right. um, you may want to bring her to this um, showing, because here's the key. It is these new showings. It's kind of like when Race to Nowhere came out or Finding Kindness came out or all these documentaries. You have to get enough people right. there before they will actually show the movie. I don't know where they are right now in numbers, but when when I signed up, it was only at, um, I think, like 25, and they Mm -hmm. need 100. So if you are interested, I will post it on our page. But again, it's at Old Orchard in Skokie. It's on July 22nd. It's at 5 o'clock. And maybe you don't bring any kids, you know? Maybe Maybe you you, watch it yourself Maybe you go yourself so you can have the information. I just think it's very empowering for young girls to understand what... What they have available to them. Innate, just, just they have it. By they living are, in this country. By being born in the United States, you have access to things. 
You may grow up with difficulties, issues, abusive situation, needs, whatever, but you by law have access to education. Well, it's funny. Here we are focusing on the girls yet again, but really there's no reason why Mm -hmm. your sons shouldn't see this too. And actually I was trying, maybe I did say girls, but I was trying to say children Mm -hmm. because when I posted it on my self-aware parent page, I said, bring your your sons and daughters. Uh Like boys need to understand too what girls are doing to make changes in their lives and how men in other countries have been privileged and have abused those privileges and why that it causes chaos in our whole society and globally yeah is that we absolutely it's not again todd and i talk on this show about balance the whole the symbol of our show is balance when one piece is out of balance the whole system is out of balance when women's voices are not heard, when women's skills are not utilized, when women's intuition are not it's not listened to, when women's um, innate talents aren't thought of as being uh, as great as a man's, we get out of balance. Mm-hmm. We need both. And we, we need, need both. And, and like I said, I know I just said it, I'll say it again. It, it would be just as valuable for a man or a son to see this because they will see how out of whack other cultures are. Yes. And how to create a culture where it's not like that here right and to make sure that we know what we have and to hold on to it um because the thing the truth is is that even though here girls have access to education and and you know we have more we have rights and you know etc there's still an undercurrent mm -hmm. of inequality right and i say undercurrent because a lot of times it's hidden under Mm -hmm. things right you know um but last night we watched a replay on 60 minutes of the sheryl sandberg interview about her book lean in which has been out for a while again it was a replay but uh jc and skyler watched it with us and i don't even know if they knew what was going on um but I wanted them to hear some of the things that she was saying. I don't care if the girls want to be CEOs or if that that's no, you know, it's not about what you want to do. It's about realizing you have every right and you have every talent and you have the possibility of doing what you well, want to do. Well, it's important for them to witness women in power. And you know, what she said is that we may, you, again, you guys may know this, but you really got to take this in. More women go to college than men. The percentage is much higher. Mm-hmm. More girls in college. CEOs in this country, only 4% are women. So something happens along that path. And we and many of us know what, what does happen. Right. Family. Right. You know, and that's what she's talking about is, you know, um, how to still be in work while you're raising a family. And these are not easy. I don't have any easy answers for you, so don't look to me. Because, right. you know, we're still working that out. Right. But I guess I do believe that there are things that you can do beyond our limited scope of thinking. Mm-hmm. There are ways to get your needs met. Mm-hmm. There are ways to keep getting your voice out there into the world. And maybe it's not as a CEO, but maybe as a CEO of your own little business. Sure. Um, well, here's the deal. There's a lot of people that don't live in Chicago that should see this. So there, I actually went to their website before oh, the show. And if you text the word RISE, R-I-S-E, to... 55155 they will give you information how to bring it to your own oh, local theater wonderful so once again that's rise at to the number 55155 and you'll get information on how to bring this showing uh this screening closer to where you live and we'll also put it on our show notes too as far as all the youtube clip and all the information will okay be there. so um so last but not least is our third partner Avid Company, mm-hmm. painting, remodeling all over the western suburbs. Their number is 630-956-1800. Jeremy is the owner 
and our partner and a good friend, and he's very good at what he does. He so is. give him a call. He's in high demand. Um, I want to really quickly, because I usually wait for the very end for us to plug ourselves, but I'm listening to all these podcasts about how to make our podcast more successful. And we, I know we've talked about this before, but it is so important to be um, highly viewed on iTunes. Is it really? Is well, that the that's thing? where I think like half of the people find out about shows. Oh. So I know we ask people to share our stuff on Facebook, which we do. But if you haven't given us a review yet and you feel like being um, doing something nice for us today, give us a review and a nice rating on iTunes because it really is the thing that will catapult us into the next level as far as the listenership well, of what the can podcast. We, what can we give back? If people give us a review on iTunes, what can we do for them? A virtual the high show? five? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, like, I wonder if I can, like, give, you know, if they email us, then I can discount my book or something like that. I don't know. That's I just feel idea. like there's an right, energy trade. For the first 10 people that email us and say, hey, I did what you asked. I put a review on iTunes. I want your book for half price. We'll do it. Okay. Does that sound good? Sure. So this is what you do. Put your review on there and then email us at comments at zenparentingradio.com and say, hey, I did what you asked me to do. I want to buy both your books for half price and we'll make it happen. Awesome. Because we can do it through PayPal instead of through yes. my website. Okay. Yes. Okay. So again, say that one more time. Um, if you give us a review on iTunes and then you email us at comments at zenparentingradio.com say hey i reviewed you on itunes i want to buy kathy's books for half price the first 10 people that do that get both your books for half price so instead of 20 bucks it'll be 10 bucks and speaking of talking about foundation um my books are half price right now at daily method because of the july foundation um theme just you know if you want to build your parenting foundation so that's two ways you can get my books for half price all right um we went to see monsters university last week Mm -hmm. um it was a really good movie yes i liked it very much and i realized how much i liked it after i was telling my mom about it because i enjoyed it It, you know it's just there's some you and i've seen so many kids movies in the last couple years and there's something about them that seem often empty that they're very visually stunning or, you know, there's a lot of action and maybe it'll hold a kid's attention, but it's very empty. Mm -hmm. And there's something about, you know, they're trying to put a message in there, but it's like they're shoving it in. Right. There's something about Pixar movies that the writing is so well done that the, it it feels warm Mm -hmm. and it's hard to explain because you, some people may say, I don't know if everyone likes Pixar movies, but there's something about Monsters I University. I think everybody has to like Pixar movies. I mean, I I've, I know they've laid a few eggs, but they've been very few. Very few. I think Cars 2 was supposed to be really, really bad. Well, and they're doing one called Planes. Yeah, but I mean... But that may be good. I don't know. Toy Story movies, Monsters, Inc. movies... Finding, uh, Finding Nemo. Nemo. I mean... It's these are good movies. unbelievable how good these movies are. Up. Up. And, uh. and they're good not just because of how good looking it is and that there's humor in action, but it's warm. And when I say warm, what I mean is it feels good. Like, the intentions are good. Mm-hmm. There's, um, you know, there's competition and people are mean and there's villains. And it's very traditional in that way. But there's something very big-hearted about it. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that I I liked about Monsters University was it it reminded me of the show in that I, I can't give away too much though. Bummer. I can't well, really a, say. Well what we could say is it's a prequel. 
which well, yes. I didn't know. Well, it's a prequel to um, so Monster Inc. So Mike and Sully got to be where they were. And so what I can say is they went to college together, and I guess one of the biggest things is that Mike comes to school with not a lot of innate talent, but with a great um, learning ethic. ability ability and uh, work ethic, and he's really smart. Mm-hmm. He's very book smart. Yeah. He's read everything that you can read about being a scarer because mm-hmm. that's what they're going to university to be. They right. want to become scarers on the Monsters Inc. floor. Um, they, you know, he's he reads everything. His test scores are off the charts. That kind of thing. But he physically doesn't have what it takes to be a really good scarer. Innately. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have that. You can't make you can't make that. Right. You can't. That's something. And Sully mm-hmm. is born as it, it. his ability to scare is it comes easy. Yeah. And so they kind of, but the interesting thing is, is they're envious of each other. Right. Because, you know, here Mike's getting A pluses on tests and Sully is barely passing, but Sully is the best scarer and Mike can't conjure up that ability. And Sully's not taking it serious enough. And and... Mike's taking it too seriously. Mike doesn't have a social life. So again, again, you know, we're talking about this as if it's, you know, real people, but it feels that way. And the end, which I'm not going to tell you, Um, because that's the part I would ruin. I thought it was excellent in the way that there are many choices and many paths. Well, and I think, you know, you walk out of the theater feeling good, but then the next day I think you had some even deeper understanding of what the movie was trying to convey. Yeah, like, you know, the movie in itself, just in a nutshell, good. You know, we had good laughs, and we have kind of a good, uh, fun history with Monsters, Inc., because our our kids really loved it when they were little. We have funny stories about that. Um, But so it was fun to see those characters again, but it was when I was telling... Like I said, my mom about it, and I realized I was having all these ahas. Like, this is exactly what I believe mm-hmm. that, you know, that college is great. And if you can have that experience, that's amazing. And I'm so thankful for it. And therefore, my girls hear about it all the time, and I would love for them to have that experience. But there's many different paths. There's many different ways to achieve what you want. And and isn't that universally true? Yeah. About everything, right. not just about school, but there are many different paths. Just going back to what you were saying about, you know, waiting as being an important parenting word is that everyone has their unique way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And there is not one way. But the waiting part is trusting that they'll get there. Right. And, you know, to pulling in all of our stories, like JC making a team, she may not have done it now, but it may not have been the right time. Right. There were things she needed to learn. And then next year it could be size or maybe she'll be the same size or it could be because of the camp mm-hmm. or it could just be the right time. Right. And or maybe she'll find that that's not what she wants. Maybe she doesn't even try out next yeah. year. Yeah, and figures out something else that she likes better. Or whatever. Exactly. And so we we don't want to you know there's that balance of we want to make sure our kids have internal drive, but internal drive, right? Not external telling them what to do. Um, so we watched Monsters University. Um, I don't know what day of the week it was last week, but the next day we saw a different movie. Which one did we see? This is the end. Oh, yeah. Which is the opposite <laughs> of Monsters University. Right. It's a crass rated R movie with Seth Rogen and James Franco and Jonah Hill. And just if you are planning to see it, just Craig Robinson, be ready Daniel to be... Craig. Well, I think it's funny. It's hilarious. But it's also very crass and... Well, it is violent. You know, there's a lot of gratuitous violence. Yeah. um, And I say gratuitous because they're really doing it just 
for laughs almost. And I'm always worried about overselling a movie. Like whenever anybody tells me a movie is great, I cannot forget about how great they thought it was. And I always walk out of the theater disappointed. I actually didn't think it was great. I thought it was good. And here's why I thought it was good. I think that that is a classically, that's going to be a classically funny movie. It will be a classic movie because the reason I knew it was good is because I was laughing out loud in the theater, which a lot of times now people may say, well, I hope so. It's a comedy. I've gone to plenty of comedies and not laughed once. Right. Where I've been like, okay, maybe a chuckle, but mm-hmm. there's no like, and I laughed several well, times. And the cool part about it is they're playing, each person is playing themselves. Yeah, and we love those characters, or most of them. And I ended up, I mean, I love, we love Michael Sarah because we watch Arrested Development and, you know, we love Super Bad and all those movies. So he plays a very funny version of himself. It's really funny. But I also, I don't know a ton about James Franco. Except I've seen some of his movies, you know, I've seen well, actually by majority far the, of them. the most accomplished but actor. He's by, you know, and he obviously is the most, he's an artist and he goes to, does he go to Yale? No, uh, I think he teaches an artist class at USC or something like that. And so. he also graduated from a university that Maybe. was pretty highfalutin. Regardless, he's funny in this yeah. movie. He was my favorite for sure. Um, which I probably wouldn't have said going in because right. I'm, and we watched a 40 uh, year old virgin last night, just parts of it because it's one of our favorite movies. And I had forgotten Seth Rogen was in that too. It's hilarious. Um, and how these are just, if you've been watching these people's movies mm. and you kind of know what kind of characters they've played, and then they're making fun of themselves, themselves in yes. those movies. Yes. Yeah. In this movie, like, it's really like good. even Jonah Hill does a prayer to God, and I'm not ruining anything here. And he says, God, this is Jonah Hill from Moneyball. Yeah, like, yeah. just that God, like, God even cares. Right. Um, but that's how, <laughs> you know, they define themselves. And, and again, they're playing, they're making fun of themselves. Okay. So. Last but Good not humor. least, I'm going to do a tournament of bad. Um, but we already talked about your books. Anything else we want to promote? Um, no, I don't think just, so. Just share our show on Facebook if you kind of, but we'd rather have you review our show on iTunes. That's your call to action this week. Okay. Um, so my tournament of bad is something that actually happened last summer. Okay. And I don't know if we'll be able to explain this well, but we'll do our best. All right. Uh, I, w- I was sleeping. Okay. The power went out. No. Right? Yeah. Then what happened? So first of all, I have to say that when in Elmhurst, the power goes out a lot. And we've been dealing with this for a couple of years. So everybody in town has generators and everything. Okay. So... And we have a special, well, no, it's no more special than anybody else. And people who have sump pumps, mm-hmm. you can flood your basement immediately. Right. And so you have to be very careful. Power goes out. Power goes out. You've got to plug it in right away to a so generator. So we have a generator in the garage. So I know this, obviously, going through this a million times. And the power went out. And I was awake and Todd was asleep. And so I shook him and said, Todd, the power went out. And now, he's... I was really asleep. <laughs> I was dead asleep. Dead asleep. So he... But you got up and turned over. Not got up, but you I turned didn't... around and looked at me. Right. And said, if the power goes out, there's nothing we can do about it. And it was like in a foggy state, like, hey, if the power goes out, the power goes out. And I went back to bed. But I said, are you sure? Mm-hmm. And you kind of were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The power's out. The power. And so you rolled over. And I'm a smart girl, but I had that moment of, what am I missing? Like, did he get a backup system on the generator? Right. You know what? I I kept thinking I must be missing something if he's he's so calm because Todd is not always calm in these kind of situations. Right. So while this is happening, I mean, I could just see the water in our sump pump slowly rising because there's no water being withdrawn. Not from really it. see it, but right. you can assume. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. That's exactly what's happening. So then what happens? So then, uh, like 20 minutes later, I'm still laying there with my eyes open, thinking like, what? What? Why? Why is he so calm? 
And then your phone rings, which is sitting next to your bed, and you answer it, and it's our friend Mark who lives next door, and you all of a sudden bolt up out of bed, and you said, the electricity's out. I got to go get the generator going. (laughs) And I say... I just woke you up 20 minutes ago and told you that the electricity was out. And you I don't know if you didn't believe me or you just needed to. I think I was 75% asleep and 25% just not wanting to deal with anything. I don't know. I think because that, what was funny about it is you were so clear. You were so like, it, you, I don't think you were really annoyed with me, but it was almost like I, a don't worry about it. Yes. You're crazy. Yes. And I think, so I think you should have shaken me harder. Well, This and, is your fault, not mine. And you know what? In some ways I do think about it and that was a not trusting myself moment where I know that we need to plug it in but I kept thinking if Todd is calm because again you guys Todd jumps all over these things like I'm not the he'll be like you go do this I'll go do this so we usually have a system and because he was so mild-mannered about it I was like I must be missing something Mm. I didn't trust myself so we things were learned so the power goes out the power goes out nothing we can do <laughs> nothing about it. we can do about it except thinking, for plug the generator in. except for get the sub pump to go down all right so i think we covered everything we okay. wanted to so i just wanted to say thank you to each of our listeners and, and each to, of our partners and each of our partners and if there's anything that uh, you guys want us to talk about that we haven't talked about yet uh throw us an email at comments at zenparentingradio.com and we'd be happy to do our best to include it into a show at some point in the future okay so adios have a good week